Our sixth and final film of the Music Box series is coming on Thursday night, 8 p.m. HBO and streaming on HBO Max as well. It is called Juice World Into the Abyss. It is directed by Tommy Oliver. You can check it out and you can check out our last five films. They're all available on HBO Max. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car, or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it, I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm, is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Get ready to level up your adventures with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder built to navigate you to some of Earth's most awe-inspiring spots with seven drive modes with all the power you need. Get the thrill of the drive in every moment of your journey with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at nissanusa.com. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where I have a new rewatch, both coming on Monday night. It is the 30th anniversary of The Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans, a polarizing movie at the time that eventually became an action movie classic. We're going to be breaking it down. Me, Chris Ryan. It is a one for us and a one for you. So that is coming on Monday night. Coming up on this podcast, the Cuz and I are going to recap week 14 and look ahead to week 15 in the NFL, and especially goofy. Night tonight. I I know I always say that, but it really was really goofy today. A lot of topsy turvy stuff. And then Ryan Rousseau is going to pop on just to talk about the succession finale. So after Sal and I are done, if you haven't seen Succession yet, you can leave or stay for me and Rosillo. So there you go. That's the podcast. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, taping this, 8.44 Pacific time. Not a great football day, but a great, like, if you were gambling on football day. 8.45. 8.45 now. Okay, go ahead. Cousin Salas here. Uh, Topsy-turvy. A lot of emotions. It was was just happening the whole time. We had the Ravens with a ridiculous, soul-crushing backdoor cover, losing by two. Lots of close covers, lots of almost covers, right? Weird, weird day for sure. A lot of, I can't believe I either pulled this cover out or got screwed and then it would flip the other way. Mm-hmm. You had the Bucks. You wrote that one in. You wrote that winning ticket in. And then all of a sudden, Buffalo comes roaring back overtime. Then the Bucks somehow cover in the overtime, which was really, if you were watching it the last five minutes, the only way you even thought you had a chance. Then the flip side, the Bengals come roaring back against mm-hmm. the Niners. They get to overtime. They get the ball first. They have like first down and goal to go or first down from like the 25, settle for the field goal. And then the Niners come back down. Let's talk about that game first. Yeah, I said to you, between the Bills and Niners, those were two late afternoon games. They're the only ones that were close. For six hours, we saw the the Patriots, the Bucks, and the Niners ahead, only to see them blow a lead, and then it didn't matter in the end. Anyway, and then it, and then it all played out the way we thought it would. Right. Very rarely does the team get the ball first, go down, kick the field goal, and then give up the touchdown. Mm-hmm. 
usually it's either a tie or the field goal holds, but San Francisco just they did the damn thing. So they're seven and six now. Well, it's even more rare what the what the Bucks did, right? Like they <laughs> they didn't win the kickoff. The Bills had it, right? The Bills had it, didn't score, and then you, you figured the other team just needs a field goal, so they're not going to cover. But no, Tampa works his magic. Godwin gets free. Go ahead, I'm jumping the they, gun. There's something about those overtimes when people are around midfield and they're getting close to field goal range, and mm. it seems like that 45 to 55 yard touchdown is somehow available in overtime yeah. more than normal. But San Francisco, they're seven and six. They play Atlanta at home next week at Tennessee, home Houston, and then at the Rams, which worst case scenario for them um, will determine whether they make the playoffs. Best case scenario could determine whether they get the five seed. We were mm -hmm. texting about it today. I think you and I saw the same thing. That team might be good. I like them. I feel like, I don't know. Did you have the Bengals today? Because I, I, feel I did. Like all my friends had the Bengals. I'm like, I like this Niners team. First of all, that, that line didn't make sense at all. The Bengals are up and down. We could talk about the AFC North as a whole. I think it's overrated anyway. But the 49ers, at least that offense, I know we, we, we laughed at Shanahan for weeks. We read his record. He's catching Walt Michaels. He's I still might do yeah. it later. <laughs> don't, oh, really? Don't tempt me. Yeah, go, keep going. Well, though. He can't get out of his own way, which is a, a good team. He's got a really good, like Brandon Ayuk is all of a sudden like a serviceable receiver. It could be a game changer. Debo Samuel is a, a top five running back in the league. You know, like they just line him up in the backfield now. And Kittle is fucking remarkable. I mean, that, that catch, I couldn't believe they blew it after that catch. I'm like, there's no way a team... Gould misses the field goal, but that was an amazing catch. He left his feet. He was probably like, he was, he was like Michael Jordan, about four and a half feet in the air to pull that in. I like that. I feel like Jimmy G is more comfortable than even in his Super Bowl year with these guys. Except he almost threw a pick six. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the end of regulation. yeah, most of the time he's comfortable. There's still yeah. like that, that Jimmy G, do I, am I sure I trust him or not? The blue chipper thing with them, Bosa and Kittle today ah. played two of the best games I've seen all season. Kittle you know, who's been banged up the last couple of years and you kind of forget how great that guy is when he's healthy. He's finally healthy. Mm -hmm. He was like a combination of Gronk, Kelsey, and Tony Gonzalez today. It was like, And like you said, that catch he made, I don't think any other tight end in the league can make that catch. I'm not even sure Kelsey makes it. Bosa, and then a couple before, just like threading the needle, right. Jimmy G did like just, just perfect passes and only he's going to catch it too. Well, were you getting the announcers? Because the announcers at some point and they're pretty good in that game in the second half. We're like, well, they're going to go to George Kittle here mm -hmm. since he's got to figure out a way to cover him. And then they would try to cover him and he would get open and get another third down. He was awesome. And then Bosa just demolished the Bengals. Mm -hmm. um, they could not block him. I don't know what his final stats were, but he was always around. It was like, seemed like every other play he was in there. And I actually gained respect from Burrow as that game went along. Cause it yeah, felt I like there too. was two, three guys around him every play, or he was just getting sacked. It was a really good game. I, it made me like the Bengals more because they they fumbled two kicks. Right. They had uh they dropped the pick six. They, they give just, up gigantic they, plays every game. They really do. Yeah, I they mean, do. That's all they did to the Browns. They gave up three big giant plays early, knocked them out of it. There was a big one to the Jets uh against the Chargers. They had a couple with the mix six and um, you know, Chase giving up an interception. They give up a, a a ton of big plays. And Burrow leads the league. And would you ever think he leads the league in INTs? Is, uh, is that 14, true? 14 coming into this week. Almost wow. through a couple more. Like Chase saved them for one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you're right. The, the muff 
uh, fumbled punts and everything. It's a, uh, it's remarkable what they did. I, I like them too. I, I don't know what to think about that AFC North. Who could win it? I feel like none of these teams. I wouldn't pencil in any of these teams, but I feel like they could all make a, a big run once they get there. But I don't know any of like I, I wouldn't feel comfortable betting any of them right now. I think Cincy's the best of the three, but that's faint praise because I don't trust Cincy for the reasons you just mentioned. They seem mm -hmm. to give up dumb plays, but there's a resilience with them that both two weeks in a row, was down 24 nothing, down 20 to six. Today's game, it just seemed like they were just going to shoot themselves in the foot at some point. They had no chance. Mm -hmm. And they kind of kept coming. I don't know. It, like Chase had that. He caught the touchdown and then it turned out the ball hit the ground. It was like this two and a half hours of stomach punches and they rode back. And then on the flip side, you know, the Niners, I was watching how they reacted. You know, I'm the body language doctor. I like to, yes. I like this stuff. The way they reacted after that win made me think like that team kind of believes. It wasn't just like, oh, we're going to beat Cincy. Like, I think that team mm -hmm. knows that if they can kind of get there, they could potentially get to a five seed, which would be great because they'd get to play your weird team. We'll talk about Dak in a second. Yeah. But, um, well, you know yeah. why they believe? Because we believed in them. I mean, we it was laughable a few weeks ago, but we said six teams from the West, right? From the AFC West and the NFC West. It's really looking like the Niners could jump in that six or seven spot. The Rams should have one of the wild cards yeah. and Arizona won the division. On the other side, Chiefs, Chargers probably, and maybe Broncos get in. I don't know what's going on with that seven seed. Yeah, the Niners out of at all the teams you just mentioned seem to be the one that the arrow's pointing up mm -hmm. other than our beloved Falcons who we're, we're still somehow uh -huh. alive for making the playoffs <laughs> thing. I think they're, I think worst case scenario they're in though. I mean, they're seven and six. They're a six seed right now, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. There's five, six and seven teams. What, what, give me your favorite out of these five, Washington, Philly, mini New Orleans, Atlanta, all six and seven. You go one by one. You're like, wow, they suck. Eh, they suck too. Don't like them. I guess Minnesota, just because it'll be more entertaining and there's more hateable players and there's more likable players and big play guys. But I don't, yeah, I think you're right in general. And uh, are we still like, I think by the time I talk to you next Sunday night, we will have a much better grasp. I've always said that the end of week 15, which will almost be there next Sunday night, we'll have a better grasp with three games left. But um, I still probably say 10 gets you the AFC seven slot and nine gets you the NFC seven slot wins. I'm talking. So you trust Jimmy G because I, I do, do not. I there's that small piece where I think if he, if the play is there initially, he's fine mm -hmm. and he's good at the, you know, the chicanery and the handoff and the, Oh, I thought I was going to hit up this way. I'll go this way. He's good at play action. But as soon as anything breaks down, he makes me nervous. Yeah. That, he does let the pocket collapse on him a little too quickly. I think he, he could help himself out a little there, but, my God, Kittle, Kittle might just be the best. He might be the best. <laughs> what a safety outlet that is for anybody. Yeah, Kelsey was like, "What the fuck happened?" I, yeah, I had this. I was, right. I was, <laughs> I had this spot. More Where did George Kittle come from? <laughs> um, the uh, the a AFC North you mentioned, Baltimore, Cleveland. I had the Browns. What mm -hmm. was it? They're up twenty, <laughs> um, and then. They're just terrified of their own quarterback. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. They, Baltimore are. was like, cool, we're going to load the box because we don't think you want, but you don't want Baker to throw the lead. We're loading the box. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't, you don't trust your quarterback. We know it. And they didn't. And all of a sudden Baltimore is clawing back with Huntley. Mm -hmm. They get 
a fourth and six to keep one drive alive that they went for like surprisingly early. It was like early in the fourth quarter. And then they get a fourth and 13. That guy was pretty good. Like we watch football all day, every Sunday. Yeah. That guy's on the upper echelon of, of kind of the mediocre to below average QBs. He can at least do some stuff. He throws deep passes. He can scramble around. I'd rather have him than like anyone in Carolina. I know the purists will hate me for saying this, but that division. Well, I just don't think, I think it's vastly overrated. Now people will be like, oh no, no, that's smash mouth football. Wait till you see, you know, they play tough against everybody. You're discounting Pittsburgh. They're coming off three days. They looked like crap and even they made a comeback. But I I don't know. I don't know what I'm watching with them. I, I don't know that. I'm not saying it's lesser football, but every week I could re-rank those quarterbacks one through four or four through one. And it's going to change every single week. Now I, I, I'm not putting Baker one any of the weeks, but. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like, like Cleveland, but uh, but Cleveland could be the best team by a lot in that division. I don't know. I I, I just uh, it's so bizarre to me that I, I want to leave it alone. I can't bet those games. I mean, they covered Baltimore. They covered that freaking game. You know who their doppelganger is? That division? That secretly not that good division? Your NFC East. Well, nobody ever liked my division going in. We were touted yeah, as the then- worst. Then it got, you got some momentum. Dallas became yeah. a Super Bowl favorite at some point. Philly was getting momentum. Washington mm-hmm. was fun as like a frisky team. I, I, what's going on with your quarterback? Uh, he's not right. He's not perfect. And the whole team needs, needs to take a month off because we won the division. We're nine and four. No team is beating nine and eight. Let's just take three or four weeks off. It's fine. Everyone get healthy. Zeke get healthy. Pollard get healthy. Dak. Yeah, Dak does not look good. He hasn't looked good in a while. Was he 22 for 39, barely over 200 yards? They didn't have to do much because they recovered four fumbles. Um, but uh, I-, I was shitting myself when it was 27-8 and then 27-20, uh, like eight real minutes later. Disgusting display. But Mike McCarthy, what, what it wasn't going to be rosy. He predicted a win. <laughs> they weren't going to win by 40. Of course, it had to be close and make me miserable. But Remember when the that- month off. Yeah, remember when Dak was doing that whole, though everybody was doing the whole Dak might be playing better quarterback than anyone in the league right now. Right, we're doing that whole thing. That's not yeah. the case anymore. Doesn't run anymore at all. Oh, I hate um, that. I can't stand that. I don't know what happened with that. I was looking at QB stats because I want to see how bad Baker Mayfield was. Mm-hmm. You know, ESPN has that QBR, which I don't fully understand, but it seems a little more reliable the QB rating because right. QB rating can reward at least a little bit Baker for it's third and 13. He throws a seven yard completion. So they have to punt. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think QBR values stuff like that a little bit, a little bit more, uh, harshly Baker's 26th in QBR <laughs> right now out of 32 quarterbacks to put that in percept- perspective, Darnold's 27, Daniel Jones is 25. Roethlisberger's 24. Dak Prescott's 23. Is he really? Wow. He's he's below Taylor Heineke, Jalen Hurts, Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett, and Matt Ryan. That's weird. Well, that's a racist stat then. That's all I can say <laughs> about that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know the QBRs are good. Um, typically it's it's um reliable, but uh Jared again, Goff's twenty nine, Davis Mills thirty, Justin yeah. Fields thirty one, Zach Wilson thirty two. That was heading into uh tonight's games. But yeah. Dak was 
on par with Rodgers and all these other guys the first, felt like first five weeks of the season. So do you think his leg injury is worse than maybe they're letting on? Because Yeah, I think there's he, legs, there's shoulder. He's definitely not rearing back into these passes as, as long as, he, you know, he's not, these guys, their routes are not consistent with what they were in the beginning of the year. Everything's so much harder for him. Um, I don't want to say the season's too long because that's ridiculous because <laughs> we haven't even played the 16 yet. But uh, I want him to have a couple weeks off. I really do. I'll take the blame if they go 9-8 and eight and don't win the division. I can't believe your team is the one that might not hold up the bargain for the Cowboys-Pats Super Bowl. Yeah, you're right. Well, we got our heated seats. We got them. Um, that worked. So many people were mad at that. <laughs> yeah, why are people... That all right, how do you get mad at that? I didn't understand that. Why it's is like that bringing, something that uh, makes people mad? If, if you get mad at someone who brings their pillow on the plane, like I'm like, oh no, I'm actually jealous. <laughs> I should have thought of that. <laughs> that. That looks great. That Washington Stadium's a shithole. There's like raw sewage like running into the stands. Like it's just a yeah. You should be able to do whatever you want. <laughs> it seemed like it was what 70, 75 percent Dallas fans. Yeah, yeah, and then that's happening too. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But yeah, Washington was full of shit. I'm sorry, Joe House, but. They won 17-15 twice in six days and probably could have lost both games. So you're right. If you want to say the division is garbage again, it it is. But I think if I think if we made it and we were healthy, we could at least win one game. I don't think we're beating that Packers team we just saw. And the Bucs are weird, but I don't think we'd beat them when we played them the second time. Your defense looked good for like two and a half quarters. And mm-hmm. then it kind of flipped. I want yeah. to talk about the Bucs, but we'll uh we'll take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Between the summer vacations and how your sports teams are doing this season, you have enough on your plate. You shouldn't also have to worry about keeping your home safe while you're away. So go get Simply Safe. They're advanced home security. They put you first. I love having them in my home. I love the cameras. I love the ability to just pop on my phone and see what's going on in different rooms. Uh, I love when somebody comes near my porch. Probably not a good idea. They're going to see some cameras. There's no long-term contract, so you can cancel at any time with no penalties. They have 24-7 live guard protection to help stop crime in real time and deter any burglars. They can even speak to them while dispatching police. Get peace of mind. Try out Simply Safe today, risk-free, with a 60-day satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Right now, my listeners can get an exclusive 20% discount on any new system with fast protect monitoring. Just go to simplysafe.com slash BS. That is simplysafe.com slash BS. Simply safe with two eyes. Simplysafe.com slash BS. There is no safe like Simply Safe. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Get ready to level up your adventures with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder built to navigate you to some of Earth's most awe-inspiring spots with seven drive modes with all the power you need. Get the thrill of the drive in every moment of your journey with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. All right, Bucks Bills. So I was so fired up when the Bills were down 20. I was going to make the lead of the podcast. Bill Belichick has broken the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> he may still have. Yeah. I was going to do that whole thing. But then the Bills actually showed some, uh, some fight down the stretch. And part of it had to do with the fact that they were finally playing the style that they should probably play, which is this, you know, Josh Allen kind of, schoolyard style, right? They can't Uh run the ball. You might as well spread things out for him. Let him run around, have your running back coming out of the backfield and just kind of attack, attack versus 
whatever the hell they've been doing the last few weeks. I don't know the, if this is a weird F you to Belichick, but do you know that Josh Allen didn't hand off at all in the first half? Like he took the ball himself four times, but he didn't hand off to a running back at all. Like interesting re reverse Belichick. And obviously it wasn't helping. It was like 24 three. And then Tampa Bay is defense, little old secondary, a little old, you know, you're still, you still got your Richard Sherman's in there. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see if they could hold up, uh, with injuries and everything else, but they let him right back in that game. Yeah. At one point they were pointing out in the fourth quarter, like Richard Sherman playing safety. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that's not good. Pretty yeah. sure. Pretty sure he's not a safety. But yeah, Tampa's secondary and also their inability to run the ball and protect, protect whatever lead they have. Mm -hmm. Fournette, I've changed my opinion on 10 times this year. Like last week, you're like, Fournette, put it all together. And then this week, like, you know, they can't move the chains, get first downs. Brady. Oh, he had a, couple, a decent game. It was at over 100, 113. Yeah, no, but I I mean, I'm talking about, about, I'm talking about putting the game away in the fourth yeah. quarter. Like just right. like. That's kind of what he, in the Jacksonville days, was supposed to do, right? Oh, you're mm -hmm. loading the box. I'm going to push everybody back. Um, and Brady had a couple of bad throws. It was yeah. I know he had two TDs, no picks. He had big yards, especially coming up that last play. But he missed some wide-open guys. Like Got he a missed couple calls. over the middle. A couple calls, as usual, yeah. Well, Tampa has the number one seed unless they fuck up one of these last couple of weeks. What do you mean? So they're going to pass Arizona? I mean, we don't we don't even mention yeah. Arizona. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have it. I don't think Arizona runs the slate. I don't think Arizona's going 15 and 2. I don't. I don't either, but who the hell do they lose to? They got they're going to beat my Cowboys. They're favored tomorrow. They have five <laughs> games left. One against Detroit. Right. That's hard, but they go Rams, Indy, Dallas, Seattle. They're not going 5 and 0 oh against those and I I think the cards are underrated, but they're going to lose one of those. All right. Then it'll come down to like conference record, all that stuff. I guess Tampa's, it was the Packers have a, a tie, uh, the tiebreaker on them. But if it's a three-way tie, then it then it gets sticky. So if it's Tampa, Green Bay, and Arizona, then I don't think uh, Green Bay advances. Green Bay schedule is a little harder. Tampa's mm -hmm. got the cream puff schedule. Mm -hmm. and they're going to be favored by at least eight every game the rest of the way. They got two against Carolina. The yeah. absolute perfect time to play Carolina when they have no idea who their quarterback is. And their coaching staff, who knows with that either. And this is why Brady's minus money now on FanDuel to win MVP. He's minus 150. When do we bet it? At five to one? Yeah. We had it at five. I think I got a little on at six. I looked at Rodgers to try to see that could there be some sort of zag, but Brady's mm -hmm. stats are just better. You know? Yeah, they are. He scared me a little, Rodgers. I mean, well, there's two ways to look at it. Like they could have won 60 to nothing if not for the Bears special teams. Yeah, Or you could look at it like, here's a team that hates you. You said you own them. They had a big lead on you, and you thumped them. It didn't, none, none of it mattered. You just went out there and you did own them because you run your offense better than everybody else. Uh, and that's what Aaron Rodgers did. So He it, made they, a couple of scary. He made a couple of ridiculous throws. That mm -hmm. Brady's 10-3. He's thrown for over 4,100 yards, 36 TDs, 10 picks, 7.5 yards per pass or per attempt, which is just you figure if he stays on that pace, he's going to be well over 5,000. He's going to have Probably. 50 touchdowns as a 44-year-old. Yeah. It's stupid. And they're going to have 14 wins. That That's enough. Right. Well, I was trying to think, is there a game out of these next four that they could run it up? Because New Orleans, I think it'll be hard. He's had a hard time against them. Mm -hmm. But that at Carolina could be one where they, they pour it on. 
because I think you could do that against Carolina. Maybe it's that Jets game in week 17. On the other hand, right. um, who knows? In that week 18, they might not have something to play for. Uh, the game tonight, Bears-Packers, mm-hmm. where it seemed like there was a moment where the Bears might have a moment. And yeah. I had a lot of money tied to the Packers money line. And I looked long and hard at that Bears plus 12. <laughs> and I just couldn't put it on Matt Nagy ultimately. I decided to ride it with the Packers, but then had the same kind of scare that everybody else had. And that was it the- ultimately though, right? He's not going to pull out a close game and it ended up not being close, but he's not going to, uh, eventually he's going to let the game get away from him, Matt Nagy, right? Yeah, you would think. The pick six, until the pick six, it felt like mm-hmm. it was in play. But the more enjoyable part was the was the broadcast. Yeah. I, I don't know what was going on with Al and Chris tonight, but the the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Well, see, the, I did what you did. I watched freaking Succession because I thought we would talk about it. So I missed the forty last 40 minutes. I watched the game, but didn't hear the last 40 minutes. But I, I heard them fillet Rodgers enough. Is that what you're talking about? At one point, Collinsworth said, ah, have you ever seen anyone be more honest than Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they were talking about it. I was like, what? <laughs> and, and then I, I searched on Twitter to make sure I heard it correctly, and I did. But uh, <laughs> I was thinking, like, they have this, and a lot of announcers do this, but they do it especially when these announcers spend time with somebody, mm-hmm. and they completely overrate the interaction. Right, yeah. Where they it's like, to. well, we spent time, and, and he told us. And so mm-hmm. they, they did this whole thing where it's like, because they spent time, they're not reporting it. Don't get too carried away with this, but they just got the feeling that a lot of, a lot of fences have been mended, mm. that this is in good shape. And I'm like, well, what are you guys talking about? How do you know this could <laughs> Rogers is all over the map. He's a complete diva. He could get mad two weeks from now because they right. served his, his omelet was too cold. Like yeah. who knows? So they did. Yeah, this you caught him for a good hour on a Friday. Yeah, or whenever they it's like so now he's yeah. staying. What are you talking about? Yeah. He completely tried to torpedo his way out right. of here. So I was thinking, what other funny things, Alan, Chris, in history where there could have been like, ah, like if they're at the Beatles <laughs> get back sessions, like ah, right. I mean, we talked to Leonard and McCartney. Those, those guys, I don't see them breaking up. They're fine. I, I, they're fine. I, I think McCartney likes Yoko. I think he really does. I think they like having her around. But that's what it, it was like listening to him today yeah. with the uh, with the Packers. I think if they don't make the Super Bowl, I still think he's out of there. I don't. I'm not buying any of this. I think he. Wants I think to either leave. way, honestly, I think if he wins it, he's out of there. If he makes it and loses, he's out of there. And believe me, I was one of the few. <laughs> that ever even said that he would stay in Green Bay. I didn't, I didn't believe the Denver thing for this year, at least, but I think he's gone. Kyle, turn the camera. Uh-oh. What's a bigger Super Bowl, in your opinion, if the Patriots made it? Is it Patriots-Bucks or is it Patriots-Packers with Rodgers potentially playing his last game in Green Bay? Ooh. Just from, a, from an interest, hype, storyline, everybody going nuts about it. I still think it's Pat's Bucks, but I do think Pat's Belichick versus Aaron Rodgers maybe playing his last Packers game would be gigantic. I hate to even think about this because I don't even really want to think about it, the Patriots (laughs) making the Super Bowl. But the best laid out plan right now is Patriots, Packers. The Pats beat the Packers. Aaron Rodgers goes and does whatever. And then you get the game Patriots Bucks next year. Oh, the year, rematch. Right? Well, then it's like, all right, Bills won one, Brady's yeah, won one without the, the, or and not a rematch. Go. I guess it's yeah. like the rubber match. Right, right, right. But again, I don't want to see any of that shit. So 
as a football fan. Yeah. As just a red-blooded man. You loved what be Belichick for that? Did. No, you loved what Belichick did last week with the three passes. You loved it. Deep I, down. Well, Deep well, down, I, you're I, a spiteful guy. You love nothing more when somebody sticks it to somebody. And Belichick stuck it to them, and you loved it. Explain what's going through my mind and my physiology here. When I have a lot of money to to make on Belichick to win coach of the year, and yet mm. I'm rooting against it, and I need money. Believe me, I you might not think <laughs> I need money. I show you my ledger of my bets. I could use this money coming in to offset some of these uh, gross Amanda Nunez uh, money line on everything losses. But uh, and yet I'm still rooting against it. I like I I, I said like last week I was like. Is Lucy a genius or is Charlie Brown a moron? Like, I don't know what what are we saying here? He freaking could they can't stop the run. Oh, finally they stacked the box and stopped the run after he passed three times. But I, I'll tell you one thing: I never thought they were going to blow that Monday. Did you ever think it? I mean, you could shut that off at halftime. Oh, I got nervous. You did? Yeah, fourteen points is just never seems like enough to win a football. I know, game. but the narrative is not going to be like the old man lost his mind. He handed off every play. Of course, it's not going to be that the next day. I was well, just, I, te- I, was I texted back. you the picture of Hench. Yeah, yeah. What was that about? What was that like? Last five minutes, he just decided to just stand up so he could stare at the TV more closely. <laughs> <laughs> Not caring if he was blocking anyone's side. It was great. He, <laughs> he had a lot of nervous energy. There was a weird confidence. We hadn't watched the Pats game together mm-hmm. in a while. And uh, it was good. We all He's unbelievable, team. right? Because I do watch football with him. He loses weight on Sundays. He, yeah, like, he doesn't does. touch food. There's- he walks around. He pontificates. He probably... You know, burns 600 calories going through his ideas and stuff, gesticulating. Mm. He's something else. Speaking of uh, Collinsworth and NBC, you know, no Michelle Tafoya again this week. Oh, I, mean, I didn't see that. No. She third, wasn't on succession. Third either. straight week. She wasn't on succession either. Yeah. Um, and they, they had some stuff about how she, she, they give people on NBC, they give them bye weeks, apparently. Uh huh. This is what they told Andrew Marchand at uh, uh-huh, the New York right. Post there's a good conspiracy stuff going on about this. Cause she hosted the view in the beginning of November. She was in the conservative seat. Then a couple weeks later, um, all of a sudden just on a buy. Oh, a is that right? Take a couple weeks off. It'd be one thing if the show was on 52 weeks a year, but it's mm-hmm. only on what? 16, 17 weeks a year or I guess yeah, 17. Yeah. Do you need like three weeks off during a 17 week season? Like with no. you and I, like we managed to do this every week for, Every Sunday, we didn't need like we didn't have guest hosts. Yeah, I'm Al, just suspicious. Al, Al is 93 years old. And he hasn't taken a Sunday. <laughs> he took. Oh, he took one. He took. Oh, he, he did take one, one. this yeah. year. Did he, he didn't go to. I don't think he wanted to go to Cleveland. There was okay. one. There's one location he was. He's in of. the conservator yeah. seat too. I don't know. Well, yeah. Also, if I'm <laughs> Michelle Tafoya, aren't you protecting your seat? I right. don't want anybody anybody guest sideline reporting for me. Well, what so if they're better than me? It's probably not her choice, her decision then, I guess. Yeah, I want to know more. I feel like there's more to this story. Mm. Very strange. Uh, all right, quickie questions. Mm-hmm. Who's the MVP we both think, Brady? Yeah. Do you know how many Panthers games in a <laughs> row Cam Newton, Cam Newton has lost? Oh, I did know this. What is the Cam Newton losing streak right now for the Panthers? How many games in a row has Cam Newton lost? Is it 12? It's 11. Okay. He's lost his last 11 Panthers games. It doesn't seem right because he's celebrating almost every play. I know. He gets those touchdowns. It feels like he scored 30 points. What a short memory. 
What yeah. a short memory. But I don't know. This might be a, a bad year for celebrate early celebrations and what yeah. the hell are you celebrating down 22 points for? Like, are you going to throw a pick in four seconds? Why are you celebrating? It's a, it's a weird year for that. Gun to your head. Who wins the AFC North? Uh, see, I hate this. No, you got to pick. I think I just pull the trigger. Uh, I'm going to say something stupid. Although, no, I can't do this. I would have, if you asked me last week, I would have said the Ravens, but I don't know that they have a win on their schedule. Do I have to take the Browns? I'm going to take the Browns. You take the Browns. Yeah, I don't like that Bengals team. I don't like the Browns either. I don't know. What? Yeah, look, this is this year, no one's going to put together four great weeks in a row, like unless you're Green Bay. But can I see two? Can I see two good weeks in a row for many of these teams? <laughs> Just two or one and then a half of a, you sound like, a game. You sound like Mad Duck. Can I see two weeks? <laughs> Just give me two, two weeks. For Just, out loud. Just give me two weeks. For the love of God, Mike. I would I'm say uh, I would say Cincy. Cincy. I still right. believe, and I, I don't know why. I I I am not proud of it. Oh, th- <laughs> this is I found the Marshan thing. Yeah, MB- NBC Sports spokesman on Michelle Tafoya's third straight game off. <laughs> As we've done repeatedly, we're again giving our SNF announcers bye weeks in 2021, and we plan to do it well into the future. It's a 17 week season. What know. do they need bye weeks for? What it's she's a sideline reporter. I wish what, I cared what is she more like, about this. What is she at the <laughs> Pentagon getting nuclear war secrets? Uh, I don't know. All right. Next Bengals question. at Broncos. Bengals for home for Ravens. Bengals home for Chiefs. Bengals at Browns. I don't know. I mean, they could lose all those too. What a schedule um, this is for the AFC. Well, this ties into my next question. Mm-hmm. Injured Baker Mayfield or healthy Case Keenum, who would you roll with the next four weeks? Man, we go over. I, I, I know you want me to say healthy Case Keenum, but I'm just, if the idea is to lead him to the playoffs, at least Baker's done it. And he's got to get a lot better. Case Keenum's done it. He made a play. He made, he yeah, made but it they, to like the third round. Sure. But that wasn't he one in seven with Washington after that? Yeah. After that. It, it's been a while. Uh, I think Baker's terrible. I roll the dice with Baker. I think he's terrible too. I would do Case Keenum. <laughs> do you trust the Los Angeles Chargers? No. I don't either. No, I don't. And, uh, and yet, they have a decent chance at winning that division, right? They have an easier schedule than the Chiefs. And, you know, they're only, I'm not going to, we guess the lines, but they're not, they're only a few point underdog to them uh, Thursday night. So they could, they could win the division, a tough division with the 31st ranked run defense. I don't trust them either. I know you love Herbert. I, I do too. Like that's oh another one that I was going. I know that, that, that oh. one throw was insane. Rolling to his right, 60 mm-hmm. yards? Jesus. I think it was more. Yeah. Does Urban Meyer quit or resign? Oh, man. Because you could argue that he would quit to is. grab... If he, if he went to the owner and said, I want to take this college job, can I quit? They would be like, can we drive to the airport? Can we make sure you get on the plane? They would try to get him out. I think well, it's a better chance he quits. So if we if we were betting on this and you had the same odds on each, quit or resign? So they're not... They, they would... They would, uh, well, quit is resign. Quit or get fired, you mean? Quit, I'm sorry, quit, quit or get fired. Yeah, quit yeah. Quit or resign. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say step away. I'm going to say a third story. No. Um, well, if they fire him, they have to pay him, right? Yes. So he'd be dumb to quit, but yes. you no, know he's not long for this team. He's a schmuck. They, they all hate him, and uh, he's going to do great things for some college team. I don't think he should get that chance. Like, I say, I say they fire him and and work something out. What do you think? I think he quits. 
I think he lines up a college job and he runs from this. And this was the most likely prediction the whole year. What was the buzz on him at Fox? Uh, They all loved him. Yeah, they all loved him. Our guy Stone, they they all uh, I I think he was a different person because he would he would grunt next to me in the makeup chair. Um, mm. if I, if I mentioned anything to him, usually it was gambling related, so he didn't want to talk, but, uh, yeah, I don't know why, but I don't, what was the more appeal for the Jaguars for him? I mean, this guy won't even shake hands. By the way, I don't, I don't mind that shaking his, you know, where his thumb has been. I, I wouldn't want to shake his hand either. Yeah. No you probably idea. have the, you're holding Purell in the other hand. Exactly. You're shaking hands. Right. In the, yeah. Last question. This is a big one. Kyle, you might have to turn the camera back on. Oh, who would you rather Dallas played? In round one, if you were the four seed, mm-hmm. the LA Rams or the San Francisco 49ers? Oh, that's a you good could, question. You could pick your opponent. Let's hear it. That is a good question. I mean, the 49ers beat them up. I, I, oh man, shit. Kyle, turn the camera off. Turn the audio off, too. Kyle, keep it on. I think I'd rather play the Rams. Keep the camera on. <laughs> no, talk, shut it off, Kyle. Uh, I think I'd rather play the Rams and now watch the Rams just crush us, but just slightly rather play the Rams. I think, I think McCarthy would have a, a, a fit with the 49ers offense. There's I think the answer, Stafford would be bad. Yeah. I think that's the right answer. I think you yeah. have to say the Rams, especially mm-hmm. no woods. It's a weird team. I don't think they're that tough on either line and they can't really run the ball. Even if they got a lead on you, I think they'd have trouble keeping it and you could come back on them. I just don't think they're that I, good. I would who, much who rather you, play them. So much more afraid of Kittle than anyone on that Rams team. But yeah. Offensively. I'm, I just have, I know Cup leads the league and everything else, but I feel like you could potentially lock him down. Our defenders are built for that, but Kittle is just a freaking wrecking ball. Plus, now that uh, now that you've picked the Rams as the team you want to play, now you That's have a it. better chance. You might be on the chalkboard. Oh, right. That's right. All right. Should I bet the Rams? Can I bet the Rams to win one playoff Ringer analyst Cousin Sal would rather (laughs) see the Rams. Uh, Uh, All right. We are going to take one more break and do guest lines. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Can you believe how fast this year is going? So much has happened, even with just sports. I mean, me personally, we finally started doing some YouTube stuff. And we have some channels now. We've been doing live broadcasts. It's been super fun. You never know. Got to challenge yourself every year. With so much going on, though, it's important to slow down, too. Take a minute to reflect on yourself. And if you need a little help with that, therapy is a great option. You can learn positive coping skills for when you're stressed. You can learn to set boundaries and enforce them. You can learn how to be the best version of yourself. You can learn to work through anything, not just major traumas. If you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, flexible, designed to be convenient. All you have to do is to get started is to fill out a brief questionnaire. Plus, you can switch therapists whenever you need to for no additional charge. So take a moment for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash Bill Simmons. That's my name. Visit betterhelp.com slash Bill Simmons today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bill Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Uber Eats. Spring is here and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana, that's a no, but a banana, that's a yes. A nice tan, sorry, no, but a box fan, happily yes. A day of sunshine, nope. 
a box of fine wines? Yeah, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets, product availability may vary by region. See app for details. All right, week 15 lines. Thursday night, good one. Chiefs Chargers. You're up two, right? You're up seven. Yeah, I'm uh, up two. Seven, five, two going into 15. I'm up two. Shout okay. out to uh, our friend Dave Jacoby, who listens to guest lines every week. Roots for you to win. And then you you kind of, you'll blow it down the stretch. You'll have I like know. an eight to five lead. I'm sorry, Jacoby. I'm trying. I swear yeah. to God, I'm trying. He gets really <laughs> upset when you lose. He's rooting this against is, you. Doesn't that bum you out that he's rooting against you? You're, you're, you're well, he loves us confident. both. I think he loves us both. Likes me more. All right, go ahead. Now, this think? is weird. We're in a weird situation here. This mm-hmm. is the best game of the entire week, and it's on Thursday night. When was the last the se- time that happened? The second best one is probably Saturday night. Saturday night, night. yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, Chiefs at LA. There will be a lot of Chiefs fans here. I'm sure we've seen mm-hmm. this happen in the, fa- in the past, that this is a holiday trip. I think for people, potentially, people coming from KC, LA trip, whatever. I think you'll see a lot of people walking around wearing uh, Derek Thomas jerseys and Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey and Joe Delaney and whoever else. I think the Chiefs will be favored by three points. I'm on the board, Jacoby. I said three and a half, and it is three and a half. Mm. Do you want to look at these schedules real quick? Because if the Chargers win this game, they have it a lot easier, a lot easier than the Chiefs, I think. All right, so Chiefs are at LA, home Pittsburgh, at Cincy, at Denver. That is tough. I guess Pittsburgh's the easiest one, but even then, Pittsburgh's probably playing they for their They could maybe need that. That'll game. be a physical yeah. game if they have defenders in there. Yeah. Chargers have Casey at Houston, who looks like they, mm-hmm. if they could, would just go home for the rest of the year. Right. Home Denver. Mm-hmm. And then at Vegas, another team that looks like they might have turned yeah. the, sp- the, the faucet off. Two teams that are maybe walking away from the game and then home for Denver versus the Chiefs are at Denver. So this somehow, as good as they look, the Chiefs, this could be it for them if they lose, for the division at least. Yeah, and maybe, I, did, I mean, I would say it doesn't really matter for either team, uh, honestly, right? It doesn't matter. Like, oh. K- KC can win anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a stadium that they yeah, would go that's into true. that they'd be like, oh shit. And then the Chargers have the home field. They advantage. don't need to be home. They're, pro- right. they're probably better off on the road. You're yeah, right. We, we've decided to punt on having home field advantage in round one. We were yeah, giving right. away the four seed. We would rather be a five that seed. That was a waste because the Chiefs no, aren't that, getting I, the it's one. A well, good they're, not get, they're not getting the one though, right? So they're not, although they're tied for the one. Uh, they, I think it's a much bigger game for the Chiefs in the one seed sense than the division title true. sense. Because okay. the Pat, we'll talk about Pat's Indy in a second, but that's the type of team that would beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, yeah. the, the, no, I'm saying Indy. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Gotcha. Like that's a really dangerous game for the Pats. And they mm-hmm. have Miami in the last week who they've had trouble with a lot. So uh, the Chiefs are definitely still in this. They crushed the Raiders. We didn't talk about the Raiders doing the kneel at the logo thing. But nobody should ever do this before a game. Well, and it, it comes that on makes the heels the team mad. And last year they took a lap after winning an Arrowhead, right? And then, then so they do like they they have their shit together just to do a, a dance on the on the midfield logo. And then they've out, been outscored 89-23 by the Chiefs this year. This was going to be a playoff team, the Raiders, a couple weeks ago. I'll never get over losing money. On Thanksgiving to them. Yeah, I was against, just going to say. Against your dumb team who won the coin toss and still couldn't win the game. 
<laughs> against a, a Derek Carr just throwing 50 yarders down the field trying to get interference. You know what? The heated bench didn't jerk. work that day. What are you going to do? You really blew do? it. Uh, next one. Saturday, we got two games. We got Browns, Raiders. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty ugly game. Browns are home. It's in Cleveland. The Raiders, just when you think you figured them out, they zag the other way and all of a sudden decide to care. So God only knows with them. It's never fun to bet on Baker Mayfield. Certainly not fun to have them in a tease. And I think I'm not going to be betting on this game. <laughs> I think Browns by six. All right. I'm not lying here. I got it again, Jacoby. Five and a half. So we know how I blow leads. Wow, you've been on this. Two and oh. Pretty good. I'm going to lose this one. I'm going to lose this one for sure. The, the nightcap. And by the way, this game, Patriots at Colts, is opposite the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl at SoFi, Oregon State and Utah State. Same time. Saturday night. Tough beat. <laughs> who, who knew this Pat's Colts game would be so meaningful a couple months I know. ago? You're right. The two winning teams now. Well, this game's in Indy, mm -hmm. where I think the Patriots have had a lot of success, at least recently. And I think they're going to be favored, but not by three points, by two and a half. The Patriots are favored, you said. Patriots by two and a half. That's exactly what I said. And it's the Colts minus one. Oh! Okay. I don't like All that. Right. We're still the underdog, apparently. Man. I mean, are we looking at a six and a half point teaser to bring that to seven and a half, eight, somewhere in there? That, that's weird. That's weird. You did say they were the kind of team that could beat them. Yeah, because if they got a lead, I think they could run the ball on us. But I still like our chances against Wentz. All right. I can't say I'm terrified of Wentz. Do you we'll think see. Zach Wilson wishes, like everyone's like, oh, they wish they took Mac Jones at three, the Jets do. And like, do you think Zach Wilson ever thinks, yeah, I wish the Jets took Mac Jones too. I could have been a freaking Patriot. <laughs> yeah. Or I, I could have gone to the Niners. I could have been, been sitting there. Simmons wouldn't have been talking about me having a DVR of 32nd in the league, whatever it is. <laughs> right. Would have been good. Well, think about this Niners team, how much we like them if they had just kept the 12th pick and all the other picks they had. And right. Either taking Mac Jones or just taking Michael Michael Parsons or whatever, mm -hmm. oh, right? What Instead, dream. they spend all this draft capital to take a guy who's not even playing for them, and they're still mm -hmm. really good. Little Warriors esque. Yep. Colts minus one. Pats. I'm surprised. Sunday's marquee game. This is by default. This speaks to Sunday. Might be a game to uh, go shopping. With this your, is when we shop with their yeah, fans. Yeah, this is a Saturday. holiday. Right. It's a holiday shopping day. Packers at Baltimore. I think is our game today. We don't know if Lamar is going to play. There's another decent one, but okay, that's good. Lamar, who knows? Mm -hmm. Sprained ankle Lamar or Huntley healthy? Who would you rather have? Well, and I think you put it perfectly. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at when I see Lamar. He's a, he's a generational player. I know he's going to the Hall of Fame. But this year, you'd have... We I mean, do? We know he's going to the Hall of Fame? I, I think so. Yeah. I think he is. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. It's pretty and early. He and he can't play like this. But don't, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. He could win a Super Bowl or he could um, not make the playoffs this year. I don't know. He's, what do you have for this line? He's not winning a Super Bowl with this team. No. I have uh, Packers by three. Oh, I had five. Six and a half is the number. Jesus. <laughs> they're finally, finally on to the Packers. They're finally like... I would not, say they're finally on to the Ravens. Well, we're not letting you win any more money on the Packers. It's just been too much... Too much free loot. We're shoveling uh, towards Packers backers. But yeah, well, the then today they almost blew it. They lost the onside, but then 
Mm-hmm. Bears could do it. Packers have covered every time but two. Yeah. And one of them was Jordan Love. Yes, I think that's right. No, Jordan Love covered. Oh, you're right. He did. Yeah. Wow. Packers, what a year. Did the Ravens, how many score points did the Ravens score today? Uh, 22. They, okay, yeah, so 22. they had four in a row where they didn't score 20. So now they have four and a 22 in there. All right. That game was so stupid. I yeah. was going nuts. <laughs> the Huntley, fourth and 13, hitting Bateman on this perfect right. looping 40-yard pass down the sideline that 100 times out of 100, either the guy's out of bounds or it gets overthrown. Mm-hmm. Huntley's just dropping it in. Oh, my They'll God. do that to you. God, I would have had an awesome day today. Uh, the watchables, I got two games. Steelers-Titans, I think, is weirdly watchable just because I like watching Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's either completely horrible or he's fighting back for for. I, I was saying he's like, I don't know if he knows when it's the fourth quarter, but John Smoltz was a great starter. They made him a reliever. Like, can't Roethlisberger just come in in the fourth oh, quarter? Oh, that's good. This is a yeah. good bit. I like yeah. this. Eckersley was a great, yeah. you know, they made him a, a reliever. There's another one. Uh, Kerry Wood, right? Yeah. Just, just unless he needs two quarters to warm up, then then it's a different story. But he was very, very good in the last quarter and a half uh, Thursday night, but just terrible, terrible um, in the first half. Uh, Al, we, we talked to Ben <laughs> yesterday, and I, I just see a fire in his eye, Al. I don't know if he's done playing yet. Ben knows. He's, he's, there. Ben he's, knows. A, he's a lion. He doesn't care he, about what people are saying. He knows. He's tough. He'll be back. This guy is in intensive care Friday <laughs> when we interviewed him. <laughs> and he comes out here just slinging the ball out. Where's he Michelle? T- what happened to Michelle, Al? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Michelle. Oh, wait. No, she's not there. Uh, yeah, Ben took three ribs out of his body and had the doctor put them back in with staples. <laughs> what did we say? Steelers by one? That's what I had over the Titans. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the line? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Steelers by one. I said pick, and it's Tennessee by two and a half. So you, oh man, you're killing me. Oh, I get that right. Yeah, All you right. get that yep. one. Yep. Tennessee by two and a well, half. Well, I guess. See, I don't know. I, I thought pick was generous, too, because it was a must-win, really, for the Steelers. The Titans, I just... We're in the playoffs now. Like People are going to be starting Dante Foreman in a playoff game in fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next week could happen. The other watchable is Broncos-Bengals. Yeah, I thought in, you would rate this higher. This, in uh, Denver. Well, I think it's a borderline marquee game, but uh, mm-hmm. you know what it is, though? It's a loser-leaves-town. It's a loser-leaves-town match. Let's what? go live to Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe, this is your first time wrestling in Mile High Stadium. <laughs> um, yeah, I think loser is out. But you thought they were going to win the division, Cincinnati. Yeah, I think if the Broncos lose, they don't get to the playoffs. Right. If the Bengals lose, they can't win their division. So there's some loser leaving in some form in this. Well, game. you say that, but isn't everyone in their division going to lose? Like Baltimore should lose to Green Bay. Um, Pittsburgh. Well, I guess that's a toss-up with Tennessee. So, so are you predicting somebody's going to win this division in Week 18? Shit, I don't where know. Where all four teams lose, and then this, somebody has the tiebreaker? Everybody breaker. keeps losing? I mean, people this are, could be... People are celebrating as they're losing the game? Yeah, this could be the 7-10 and 10 division after everything's yeah. said and done. Um, what you say with this? Yeah. I have the Broncos favored by one. That's exactly what I had, and it's Cincy favored by one. God. I swear, we've been doing this forever. These are the dumbest lines 
D's minus one, and then you watch a stupid game like today with uh with the Ravens, and now you realize why these lines aren't minus three anymore. Well, and we say it every time, like, all right, the home home field doesn't mean three, but then when we sit down and figure these out, we don't factor that in. Like, now nah, they gotta give they gotta give them the nod. Nope, since he's favorite. Barely watchable as I got five. Bills Panthers. Mm-hmm. Which I you could argue this is in the poop facto, but I kind of strangely enjoy the Panthers that they keep starting Cam. I, yeah. I keep it on the TV to watch what happens. <laughs> I have the Bills favored by 10 over Carolina. All right, you got this. I said nine. I was light, and it's 11 and a half. Yeah. That's a three-teamer. Gotta be. The Bills aren't losing three weeks. There's another one coming you're about to mention. Yep. Cowboys at the Giants. Could be this one. How many Dallas fans there? 55%? Yeah, I think so. I think that's about right. Uh, although, I mean, I guess this isn't a gauge, but I, I know some Giant fan friends that went to that tailgate today, and they said it was all Giant fans in the in the uh, parking lot. Oh, interesting. Just getting drunk, burning to death. I don't think this game can go to nine. I, I actually have it at eight. I have Cowboys hmm. by eight. I said nine, and it's ten and a half. Oh, that's stupid. They beat, them 44, they beat them 44-20. Your team's Giants, not good enough. That Giants team was better back then. Come on. But so was Dallas, I guess. Your team shouldn't be favored by that many points. Glennon wasn't bad today. He was bad when he was bad, but he, he had three touch right? He had two touchdowns and one rushing. He was I okay. had that. I had I knocked that one off a of TV and put basketball in. You did? Didn't, didn't see the belated Giants come back trying to threaten the uh He came the back a little bit. Yeah they, yeah, they got the onside kick and everything. Congrats to them. I will not be putting <laughs> the Cowboys in the tees. Eagles, Washington, a borderline loser leave towns match. No, uh, I think it is. Yeah. You think it is? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Let's do it then. Uh, it's in Philly. Mm-hmm. I have the Eagles favored by three and a half. Oh, you son of a bitch. See, this is where you make your move. I said yeah. three. I, used, I said three. It is three and a half. Washington's pretty flimsy, that winning streak, which we, we Schrager and I talked about the other day. They had these three... Mm-hmm. Four game winning streak and three of them came down. If one play went the other way, it was yeah. And now they got when sweats out and Young's out. Yeah, and Heineke's out now, and it's like where are the players? You, you, we could say McLaurin over and over and over, but really, that's but Heineke was these games. he was awful. Yeah, in that game, he was bad. We pressured the shit out of him too, though. It was nice. Um, Forty ers home for the Falcons. This you is, know, you know what? That, I should have put this in the watchables. This is a watchable. I made a mistake. I apologize, America. I, I think you need. To America, I think you need to Michelle talk to God here. I think <laughs> Michelle's. Uh, she's not listening to you. She's not listening to anybody. Um, we are going to bet the 49ers heavily, and this is where the yeah. Falcons screw us because they haven't in like you know four or five weeks. So, well, this is a wonderful time to hedge our Falcons will make the playoffs. Oh, right? that's true. That's true. You could just go it, 49ers money line here and you're just out. What do you think it is? I had the 49ers by four. Oh, wow. So I said five and a half. It's eight. Oh, I had, I, I thought this was in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, good. Uh, good, good, good. That's a bad job at me. You needed, you needed a break good. like that. I'll take it. I'll take it, Jacoby. I'm not giving it back to him. I'm definitely not teasing them because the Falcons are dangerous when they're getting like six yep. to eight points. Mm-hmm. I don't like how frisky they are. Cordero Patterson, four touchdowns. What is going on with this 49ers <laughs> defense? 
<laughs> he might be like the seventh best player in the league. <laughs> it really Seriously, might. Seriously, is anyone more reliable week to week than Cordero Patterson? No. It's like him, Debo Samuel, and like two other guys. He's on their depth chart. I think he's on there as a safety, like a third string safety too. He does it all. Maybe he's MVP. He was on the pads for three years and we couldn't mm-hmm. even throw him a like a swing pass. How is that? It. That might be um that might be Coach Belichick's biggest disappointment right there. Not well, he was a, a great kick returner. Yeah. It's just like he didn't you could run reverses with him and that was it. Right. I don't think they ever thought he was a running back. Uh last one for barely watchables, Rams Seahawks. Seahawks with we oh my God. We we did Schrager and I million dollar picks. We did the SantaCon special of these two unders. Mm-hmm. That we finagled on FanDuel. We kind of moved the odds. Yeah. And one of them was Seahawks Packers 46 and a half. And of course, immediately there's points and we think we're going to lose it. The other one was Jets. Te- Seahawks the Jets Packers. game, which one? Seahawks, uh, I'm sorry, Texans. Uh, Seahawks Texans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one was Jets Saints, which won easily. Mm-hmm. But this Seahawks Texans game, there's a lot of points early. Then there's no points. And then all of a sudden there's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. And it's, 27 13, they get the two point. So it's like one more touchdown, we lose the Santa Con special. <laughs> Rashard Penny, f- like 55 yard touchdown. Starts. Yeah. Boom to break. And they missed the extra point and we <laughs> won by a half point. <laughs> you could always count on a missed extra point. Oh my sure. God, there's so many of them this year. Like, hey, he's, it's he's like one out up. of every 10 misses, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about right. I mean, every yeah. time you look up. Yeah, I, he's not supposed to be connecting with Lockett. Um, <laughs> Russ is right. back in a way. So this is a rematch of the Thursday night game when they won 26-17 in Rams. Rams I have by seven. Uh, you get it. I said seven and a half. It's six and a half. I'm not teasing the Rams. I think the Seahawks are an underdog parlay candidate. Yeah, maybe. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Penny was good today. I was impressed. I mean, you know, that they famously took him over Nick Chubb and that became like right. a Tough yeah. one for Seahawks fans. But I don't know. He's he's finally healthy. Didn't they have good. another touchdown call back or did they end up scoring yeah. there also? Yeah, they did, right? It was Metcalf, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Poop Fecta, two games. Cards at Lions. Mm-hmm. Lions are... I, there was some comedy with the Lions today. Like the quarterback just <laughs> tripping on today. snaps and oh, all yeah. kinds of stuff. It made last week them single-handedly ruining you know, my game. I don't know. Kurt Moore. I don't know who the announcer was, but he kept calling Goff, Goff. He's like, Goff, Goff, back to pass. Find out. And I'm like, that's that sounds, why is he doing that? We've heard his name a zillion times. I'm like, it should be Goff because he's off. He's off every game. Like, yeah, it <laughs> right. should be Jared Goff. Or but just I'm, Jared off. Yeah, Jared off. I have the cards by uh, 10 and a half in Detroit. No, no, no. They got to make this higher. I said 13 and a half. It's 14. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, 10 and 2 against 111 and 1 on the dome. All right. Well, that's how I felt last week, and it <laughs> turned out terribly. You're right. Dolphins home for the Jets. Mm-hmm. And this one, they will knock at least at nine because they do not want us to tease the Dolphins in this game. So I'm going to say Dolphins by nine and a half against the Jets. All right. I said eight and a half, and it's nine. So we split it. Mm. Are you going to win? I think so. Three games left. I really think so. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. It's over. Three games left. Jacoby, you did it. You got your wish. We did it, Jacoby. Three more games. We have the Poop Fecta Bowl. The 2021 Poop Fecta Bowl. Yeah, this is terrible. Jaguars home for the Texans. Mm -hmm. The Urban Meyer, David Culley handshake at the end of this game. I guarantee won't happen next year. 
Mm -hmm. This will be the last time we see this <laughs> specific handshake. You're Somebody probably will right. not be there for the handshake. Probably both of them won't be there for the handshake. What if they're on like an unemployment line? You know, like, hey, <laughs> great to see you. Yeah, hey. <laughs> We're working at Fox. Shake my hand. Yeah. I have the Jags favored by two over the Texans. That's what I said. And they gave it the full three. So the Jags mm. get a full three at home over the wow. Texans, a team they lost to 37-21 to start this season. But yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, this is obviously a stay away betting wise. But you know what you can do? And Fandle has like uh, the lowest scoring team every week. And I thought the Giants at nine to one was good. Yeah. I didn't know if we were going to see Jake Fromm or what it was going to be. But the Jaguars, it's tough to beat zero. It's tough to, as a low score. We might just want to go with them. We got We have to zone in on who's given up instead of who's going to be the seven seed. Like, let's figure I out. The, I thought the Texans had some fight today, though. Sure. Yeah. I kind of like them plus three in this game compared to the Jags where they're all shitting on each other and Urban Meyer's starting to go after the leaks and all this stuff. Give me some Davis Mills. But I'm telling you, there's money to be made, like eight to one, nine to one, uh, if we could figure out who's really packed it in. Hmm. I would say the Giants are a candidate. Yep. But they had like 13. Well, what they have today? I right, Saints, the Sunday night game, which we're about to do, is Saints oh, at Bucks. Yeah. If... I don't know if you saw Taysom today, but I wouldn't say his hand looked great. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say his throwing looked awesome. So this could be a blowout game. I have uh, I have the Bucks favored by 10 over the Saints. I said 10 also. It's 11 and a half. Okay. All right. So this is, they're not losing twice to the Bucks, uh, to the Saints. So we got that. We got Buffalo. You don't like Got Miami over the Jets? Nah, I, I, putting two in a tease makes me nervous. Hmm. Arizona. The highlight for the Saints in that game is going to be the montage of how well they've done against Brady that they show in the first quarter. Oh, yeah. From the last couple of years. Yeah. Let's say it's right. it's always you're having, not having a great season when the montage becomes your highlight. <laughs> like, I got oh, it. Yeah. Al, I talked to Taysom Mill. He should not be a quarterback. I, what, I'm sorry. What am I saying? No, no, no. <laughs> Michelle, take my place. <laughs> Al, we talked to Sean Payton and he told us privately... <laughs> That Drew Brees just fucked him. Just, <laughs> just flat out fucked him by not being able to play as long as some of these other guys. He said to us, Tom Brady's played his 44. Brees can't make it to 41. Uh, we talked to we talked to Alvin Kamara. He doesn't know where Michelle is either. So maybe she's Christmas shopping. Maybe, maybe she had a fight with her, with her agent. We, don't, we have no idea. <laughs> That'd be so funny if if she's interviewing Alva Kamara and he's like, hey, what happened to you the last weeks? <laughs> Where you been? And then the, the feed went dark. Oh, man. Monday night, Vikings at Chicago. Poor Justin Fields. Two weeks in a row with the, the spotlight on him. Jesus. He looked good. I don't I don't think he minded it today. He didn't, I mean, obviously, he minds the, lo the loss, but he's I would looking say he good. Minded, I would say he minded getting the shit kicked out of him. He's pretty you elusive, by the end though. of that game, though? No, I know. I know. He got smashed. But when he gets out of the pocket, yeah, he's, he's good. looking pretty good. Hey, I, don't mind I don't know between Detroit, Carolina, and Denver. I don't know who uh, what fan base should be the most upset about not getting him or Mac. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine being like a Lions fan? Mm -hmm. You're like, well, Sewell's pretty good. Right. Sewell's good. The guy can block. And you're just like, you could have had a franchise, two franchise QBs are just sitting yeah. there and you have Jared Goff. And they're going to do it again, too. They're going to take probably Aiden yeah. Hutchinson, right? They're not going to, they're going to pass on a quarterback again. Who, or at least who do you think should be the number one pick in college? From college? I don't know. I, I don't know. I see some, I, I think Sam Howell. Okay. 
I like. Sam I don't know. Howell. Don't know who that is. <laughs> Monday night. Uh, He's with Michelle Tafoya right now. Yeah, I have Go. the Vikings minus three and a half uh, over the Bears in Chicago. All right, I'm going to give you this one. All right, I said three, and it's four. So mm. there you go. Simmons four five. No, six, that's seven. that's bullshit. That was a nine. <laughs> six seven eight nine eleven twelve to nine. I think something like that. No, I got that. I I said three and a half. You said three. I know. Three, I'm four. giving it. Yeah, to, I'm adding. I'm adding the whole thing. Yeah, six right. seven eight. He still nine, beat me. Twelve to three four five six seven eight. Yeah, twelve to nine. So seven six two. All right, good. We want it to be close, don't we? We lose listeners. Don't, don't get cocky. <laughs> There's a lot of losers leave town. Um, I know. How, how does Nagy still have a job? Like, he really should leave town after one of these games. It could, it could be Catherine Tappen versus Michelle Tafoya. Loser <laughs> leaves town. That's good. Uh, they should just have them both on the sidelines. Just whoever does better. Chris gets to decide after spending Ooh, time with them. See, that's good. I, 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 I thought Catherine games. asked some great questions. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going we're gonna to take a break to do Parent Corner. Yeah. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax makes shopping for a car really easy because there's no rush. Shop online or stop by the lot. Either way works. And now there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can see if the car really works for you and return it if you need to up to 1,500 miles. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying, reimagined. All right, Sal, what do you got? All right. Um, so my eight-year-old, it's, uh, it's baseball year, all year round now. And I worry about it because baseball's. When did you stop playing baseball? Stop playing baseball? Yeah. For my son? You. You. Just oh, me. Go, yeah. uh, ninth grade. Ninth grade. 13, yeah. 14. Everybody stops 13, 14. And I feel like I, I love that he loves baseball, but all year round. And you could play any sport. That's the great thing about California, but also terrible. You can play any sport all year round. When we were on the East Coast, and we played baseball. You had to practice in the gym, right, for April and, you know, whatever. So anyway, he's playing all year round. I'm worried he's going to burn out, but he loves it. He loves it. He loves it. He's on a good team. They're in the semifinals um, Saturday afternoon. And if they win, they play in the finals Sunday morning. So each team, you usually get 50 pitches um, per guy, per kid. But if you pitch more than 20, you can't throw the next day. So everybody's hoping to play the next day. So we're seeing like six pitchers with 20 pitches each. Well, this one team, their sixth pitcher was better than their first, and he was a lefty. And so when Harrison comes up in the last inning, down 8-5, bases loaded, two out, and the fans are screaming. Like our, our fans are screaming, and the other team's fans are playing music, which we were not happy about. And I could just see it in his eyes. Uh it's it's just too big a moment for him. And I always tell him, I was like, listen, if you try your hardest, there's nothing nothing you could do. I'm going to love you no matter what. Just go out there and try your hardest. And he goes out there, and I could just see it. Three lazy swings, strike one, strike two, strike three. It's over. And no emotion in his face. Like, just walks back to the dugout. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. This could have been such a big thing. It would have been great. Um, and then I see him, and he's like, Dad, I tried my hardest, and that's all I could do. I was like, all right, but, but did you, he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I tried my hardest. So now I'm like, I got to tweak this for now on. Right. I can't yeah. just say to try your hardest. Cause I'm not going to hook the kid up to a lie detector test, but I know he didn't try his hardest. So right. I think the new thing and for any fathers listening, and if you have kids who you want to excel in the next couple of weeks in their sports, just say, I love you no matter what, if you try your hardest, but Santa wants you to make contact. That's my new, that's my new line. <laughs> and, and the uh, elf on the shelf. And the elf on the shelf is watching you. So um, <laughs> there you go. That's, uh, that's my uh, parent corner. And then I'm a freaking idiot. I, I tweeted about this. 
they lose the game. They're not even playing the next day. But as we go to uh, pick a Christmas tree, I'm following, if you have Game Changer on yeah. your phone, I'm following the other team's game on my phone. And Melissa's oh like, let's get God. a tree. And she's like, no, no, no. I got, if Noah C strikes out Tyler M, then the sluggers are, are in the final. She's like, who gives a crap? Let's get our two. Harrison's not even playing these guys. So yeah, I have, a, I have some problems myself. But as long as I try my hardest. I hesitate to tell you this, but yeah. have you... You haven't tried bribery at all with your with with Harrison with baseball bribery. Yeah, if you win, you get this. If you get a hit, no. Yeah, if you get three hits, you get dot dot dot. I think I did, but I don't know what happened with it. Yeah, hey, give that a whirl. Yeah, yeah, that seven years old, eight years old, very bribable. All right. Yeah, it's, they, well, they, it's a lot harder to lose your concentration when it's like you get more Robux dollars. Or yeah, you're right. Damn it. You're right. Uh, yeah, listen, that's why we're here. Anything's better than try your hardest because that is not verifiable. I'll tell you that much. Um, I have, I have two short ones. One is went out to dinner on Friday night and my son had a friend over mm. and all of a sudden there's another friend coming over and he goes, when do you guys think you'll be back? A question he's never asked Ooh. when we're out. Uh-oh. Little gleam in his eye. And I started to get worried he was having a party. So I was like, look, if there are people coming over, we have cameras. Every yeah. time the door opens, we can see who's walking in. I wouldn't have people over if you want to live tomorrow. <laughs> wow. So don't do that. And he's like, no, no, I wasn't. But it was the first time where I, I got a glimpse into my future with my son. That's great. Where the, the, so what time do you guys think you're going to be back? I was like, wait a second. I know that trick. I know, right. And then he's probably checking us on, on Life 360 to see how far away we are. Oh, uh, like, you're checking I'm each just, other. I'm really worried about the next four years with him. He doesn't uh, believe in the elf on the shelf, so that doesn't matter who's watching. He doesn't uh, believe in anything other than hoping we leave the house. Right. So my daughter, she had uh, soccer this weekend. She had like a showcase thing. Mm. And I don't know if I talked about this on the pod, but she, she had an injury. Uh, over the summer where she hurt her back. Did we talk about that or not? I think you did, yeah. Yeah, she she had mm -hmm. a bulging disc, which is like for your back, like a sprained ankle. You mm -hmm. just have to be super careful with it. You got to, you know, needs rest and you got to do all these things and it will heal, but you can't like rush it back or it could get worse. So she took like, she had like four months off and I felt really mad at myself as as the dad, you're supposed to protect your kid. I could tell something was wrong with her in the spring in the early part of the summer, because she didn't seem like herself. And you think like, oh, is it, what's going on? Is it like, because she's older and she's other pursuits, maybe she doesn't care as much because she's pretty physical and she wasn't as physical. And it's like, what's mm -hmm. happening? And now I look back, I'm like, oh, she was clearly, yeah, you know, she'd be like, I'm sore, I'm banged up, but you know, oh, you got to play through it, you do all that stuff. But she was actually, you know, had an injury that got worse. So took time off, handled it right, she's healthy. So has this tournament. She's really feeling good. Like she's like in great shape, the whole thing. So we're playing that she's got this 5'11 sweeper that she's dealing with the whole game. This big kid who's, who's, who's good. And the one last piece with this coming back from the injury was like, you got to take that one hit, right? Where you got to get over that mental hump of, yeah. oh, I had a bad one. You get up and you're like, oh, my back doesn't hurt. I go, I'm 100%. Mm -hmm. So it hadn't happened yet. And we talked about it. And I'm kind of waiting for it to happen in one of these games. So near the end of this game, there's this ball that's going down the down the sideline and she's running for it. 
and the 5'11 kid's running for it who thinks she's going to let up. But when my daughter's usually playing well, she doesn't let up. She'll put the shoulder in. Mm -hmm. So now it's like there's this one second where it's like, oh my God, they're going to collide. Like this is the moment. I'm like about to shit my pants. They collide. My daughter puts her shoulder down and the kid goes down. She knocks the other kid down. I was like so excited that she didn't like back up from it. And, uh, and then I was like, oh, I am a psychopath. That was my, that was my <laughs> Yes, <revelation>. you are. <laughs> I was just psyched that she took a hit and was fine. And then of we course. talked about it after and she's like, yeah, it felt good. Um, Could she so hear anyway, you? Could she hear you? No, I don't know. I, I don't know how loud I was. It might've been muted, but I definitely like, I was, I was excited she survived her first collision. Soccer's a violent sport. It really yeah. is. Maybe um, she could bribe you not to embarrass her. Maybe <laughs> the, the bribe can go the other way. <laughs> well, it was embarrassing. But anyway, it was it was good to see her out there. That's great. Good. I would encourage all the parents out there, like, you, especially because the odds are you've seen your kid play more games than any other human being. Sure. And if something feels off, it probably is, would be my advice to the smart. parents out there. That's smart. How long if did it take? Like, is that the beginning of the summer, you said? No, she got hurt in March. She got she got oh. nailed in some game on a throw-in where the kid chipped her and, and mm -hmm. she was off balance and she started holding her back and it was like never right after that for a couple yes, of months. This is so. nine months, right? Yeah. All right, Yeah, good. it was basically, yeah, eight months. Anyway, she's good now. Uh, all right, that's it for Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax has the perfect mix of online and on-the-lot shopping when you're looking for a car and when you find the right one, Express Pickup is available nationwide and home delivery is available in select markets or you can stop by in person. Buying your car should feel as smooth as driving it. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying reimagined. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. All right, last but not least, we're going to talk succession. What a treat. Two of my favorites. Sal is here. Ryan Rossillo joining us. Uh, it's right. his favorite show. It's my favorite show. I made Sal watch as um, as he was watching Packers Bears, which was actually surprisingly easy because there's so many football commercials. But uh, I guess we'll start here. Big night for Tom. Big yeah. night. I, I 
it's a hard show to find people to root for because everyone's deplorable. But <laughs> I found myself reacting to Tom's little little chess move, which I did not see coming um, until it started to unfold halfway through. I was like, I couldn't believe how much team time I was. How are you feeling about it, Rosillo? I've always been team Tom because it's just so weird that he's a perfect hybrid. If as if two of my college roommates had sex and had a male adult <laughs> version of themselves, like he's these two guys perfectly. And it freaks all of us out. He's got the same forehead as one of the guys and he's got the same kind of uh, Fairfield County upbringing that fits perfectly with Tom. But I got to tell you, like early, I thought this might have been a Connor podium podium game. Because Connor finally stepped up. This entire finale was people finally saying the things we wondered if they were to ever say. And early on, Connor's just, you know, moving the ball around. He's getting rebounds. He's hitting a couple corner threes. And I was like, look at Connor stepping up. Like he's finally saying shit. Like I'm the oldest, and you guys treat me like a dick all the time for three years. And now I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. So obviously, Tom just made everything in the fourth quarter, but Connor had some moments early. You know, I wasn't even sure if Connor was the oldest. That's how stupid that whole thing was. I'm like, <laughs> is he the oldest? They're not. They, they, yeah. Well, if he's right, they don't. What kind of thing is that for Ken to say? Like, listen, as the oldest son, I'm getting screwed here. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Would you ever say that if you knew you had an elder sibling there? <laughs> yeah, that was strange for sure. Yeah, it was a bad Connor season, I thought, for the most part. He mm -hmm. was my favorite, probably my favorite character the first two years and was not this year. I thought they had struggled to kind of fit him in a lot of times. but Do you know uh, how much he got for Ferris Bueller's Day Off? He said it on Kimmel and no residuals. How much do you think he got? How much? Tell us. 15, 15 grand? 15. $15,000. It was his oh, first no. gig. Yeah. And nothing, and he can't even market his, um, you know, member, I mean, he's wearing a Detroit Red Wings jersey, right? So that's not his. So there's nothing, there's nothing he can make after that. I mean, I shit, know. the best thing he could have done was keep that Red Wings jersey. He probably could have sold it in one That's of these true. auctions for like two million bucks. That's all. We should um, all we should all order Red Wings jerseys that say fry. Although, look, I, I admit <laughs> right. the New Mexico scenes were stronger in season one, but when he's again asking the room can you back me to become president? And no one's <laughs> taking him seriously. And and Logan, just to fuck with him, is like, oh, what about Khan? Pisses pretty straight. <laughs> yeah, 1%. He, he pisses pretty straight. It's a great line. Uh, did you think that it was too campy, this episode? Because they tried to resolve a lot. I My take, because I, I know there were some, probably some people out there that was like, oh my God, this was like too big of a swerve. But, I think at least with the Connor thing, how they set up that last episode made sense where it kind of made you think, did that guy die? Did that guy? It, it was the big kind of red herring swerve for what was about to happen here. Logan trying to finally fuck over his kids, the kids mm -hmm. realizing it, the kids banding together. Um, and then I think one of the best scenes in the history of the show when, uh, when Kendall breaks down and tells that was the good. two siblings that, you know, he killed a waiter and just, the way it was shot and it was kind of like downhill. They're sitting downhill. It's got his pants are dirty. They're shooting it up. They're shooting it sideways. Shiv's like trying to pretend she's a human being, trying to <laughs> feel bad for a couple of times. What'd you think of that scene, Rosillo? Well, again, I'm in the tank for the show. So there's, there's very rarely I'm going to find something I don't like or how they did it. But what I, I think is most shows would have made a mistake was, okay, we finally have to have this moment. Like Kendall has to break down. Like this moment had to happen. It would have been weird if the show ended without this moment. And then how are you going to do it? And they start veering into how I think everybody would do it. 
And then as soon as they're like, eh, I don't know, he's a waiter, like you didn't really kill him. And then <laughs> and then <laughs> Roman's like, no wonder it took so long to get a gin and tonic. So they did it the way they would do it, which is what I loved about it. Right. <laughs> Roman's like, well, you dove back to get him. It's technically not murder. What do you think? Yeah, that's a super, that was a superhero thing. I would have been, <laughs> I would have fucking been out of there. He's the best. First of all, he is the best Roman out of anybody. And had he started on SNL, he would have had a bigger career than David Spade, right? Because in a way, he's a funny, like a more biting version of David Spade. And I can't get enough of him. And I'm afraid he's going to be typecast. And we're never going to see him in anything. Again, but yeah, oh, that's, that's a good point. That, that, that scene yeah. was uh, that scene was terrific. It was. It's, I gotta say, I don't. Uh, we can get to the ending, but and I love the show, but it was a little disappointing. I mean, we're coming off two monster endings for season finales. It's like watching Rogers throw two hail marys in consecutive games, and then the third one, like Crosby kicks a fifty-five yard field goal to win. It's like, wow, that was a long field goal and pretty good, but wasn't like any of the other two with the double crosses, right? Well, that's a prestige TV thing. They usually the ninth episode is the best of the season. Sometimes the, the eighth, ten ultimate one. Right. The yeah. tenth is like they're trying to to tie up some stuff, but move you toward next year next and at least lay out the structure of what was going to be. And you know, a lot of people really did think Kendall was dead, including me. I was wondering because of the timing of that New Yorker profile. Russell and I mm -hmm. talked about it the other day in the pod. But I think what was dead was whatever that arc was that he had, had to shift, right? It's just him being against the siblings, him being, it, some, he either had to change teams, some sort of thing had to shift. He had to be vulnerable. He had to be the vulnerable. Yeah. So yeah. now it's like, all right, now the siblings are aligned. So that's, that's a shift. I was good with that. What'd you think, Priscilla? Well, I want to get back to everybody thinking Kendall was dead because you and I did a pod on Tuesday. We did a bunch of NBA stuff. We talked about the penultimate episode. And when I watched that in real time, there wasn't a moment where I thought he'd be dead. I, like, so when you brought it up, I was like, well, okay, wow, this is interesting. And, and then there's a moment where I'm like, do I suck at watching dramas? Am I not figuring this out? And then I started reading all the stuff. And after I got, after I gave you a compliment, I want to take back some of the impressiveness that I had Please with do. you and Chris yeah, Ryan. Because I read everything. Because I started just going through it all, reading everybody's synopsis and what it meant and all these things. I'm like, you guys are just playing the results. And I'm not saying you specifically, Bill, but I meant kind of the way pop culture basically was like, well, remember when he looked over a ledge and remember when he did this and, you know, like, look, Bill Murray sat in a pool in Rushmore. Mm -hmm. He didn't kill himself. He was just bummed out, you know? So like, I, I think that there were a lot of things to make it into this extra thing that it became really convincing to explain it that way. And then it's like, oh, not even close. Yeah, didn't I, even show it. Didn't even right. show him getting saved. <laughs> didn't even show it. Looks a little beat up. Love that they had the detail of the Italian sports drink. You know what yeah. I mean? Like those things that you buy and they're always warm because Europe is just low on ice and they have been for <laughs> decades. Um, but I I just thought that that was a really interesting shift because for a couple of days, it totally was in my head where I go, did I completely miss all these little signs? And then once I read everybody's stuff on it, I kind of felt like, I think you're just pointing to a bunch of stuff, hoping for this conclusion. I just didn't think that storyline, although Succession, as we said on Tuesday, would probably be the show with meat on the bone to say, screw it, we're done. I just, I don't know what the show would have been. At least, I mean, look, it's three seasons in, not six, to take out the father-son dynamic. Mm -hmm. I overreacted to the New Yorker profile and the timing of it. 
I thought it was so strange that it came out that night and that multiple people on the show murdered him in the profile. It was was a good argument, though. It it made me think it was interesting the way you press, you know, but now we're realizing people are pissed that the guy who did the profile left a bunch of stuff out, including Sorkin. But in a way, they did kill off whatever his arc was for a year without killing him off. And now they're reinventing him as... But it was done. I think that was done. I finally come to grips with the fact that I've had this pit inside of my body for two years that I murdered somebody and my dad had to cover it up for me. It's slowly eating me away and murdering me. And I have to tell somebody. Do you think it would have been better if he came out with it out of the blue rather than his father last week setting him up and saying, yeah, you know, I I went to bat for you, son. Don't forget. I'll never forget it because I kind of not that I forgot it, but I was like, holy shit. Yeah, he did. He was had him dead to rights. He had been in jail forever. But it might have been a little better if like that moment, as great as that scene was when his pants are dirty and he's checking yeah. out the other bus. But I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. Like, wow, this is this is what happened. Instead, it was it was fed to us uh, the week before. Well, it's his one leverage against his dad. Right. Ultimately, if if they just run out of ways to try to get one up on their dad, mm-hmm. that's the one thing they could play. He could get immunity and how his dad covered up this unintentional homicide that he had, basically. I mean, did they have to kill off Michelle Tafoya in this episode? Probably not. <laughs> Rosilla wasn't here for that. Sorry, Rosilla. Yeah, we, 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 just we had a big combo before about where where's Michelle Tafoya been? Maybe I, she's, she's back for season four. <laughs> That's uh, that. Yeah. Look, let me let me ask you this. So, didn't didn't you feel like the Kendall guy, who's who's kind of a version of of the person that we probably all make fun of, like cares about social issues when it's convenient, you know, buys a hoodie for whatever that week's causes, posts a picture on Instagram, and then is like gives it to Goodwill, you know, like I'd like to do more, but I just I don't have enough time, you know, and so. He never was doing anything except fighting evil that he was hoping to inherit. So even his, he wasn't like altruistic. He just wanted the shine of going at the enemy. And Mm -hmm. it felt like that had run its course, not Kendall, but that line. Even though I loved watching him around being this detached, like lack of self-confidence kind of fraud. I don't know how much longer we could have gotten more run out of that. Well, his dilemma was... No, I'm a good person. And yeah. by, the, by the end of this episode, he basically comes to grips with like, I'm just as awful as all of these other people. And yeah. now is there, is there a way for me to grow? And he's, and he's actually leaning on his two reprehensible siblings who've been terrible people to him and vice versa, where those are the only two people he can reach out to. I don't know what happened to his Coke girlfriend though, Naomi. I don't, I, they didn't really solve that one. All of a sudden she was out. Oh yeah. She went from right. like petting his hair on the balcony in the last yeah. scene of the eighth episode to we don't see her again. What about what about where do you stay with Shiv, Sal, after three seasons? She bugs me a little bit, I gotta say. <laughs> I, I know. I, I it's 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 one note. Uh uh yeah, yeah. Um sure. Yeah, we could talk in the uh other room. If I, I don't know, it's just it's a little much. And uh I wish they would write better for her. She's the only one. I'm with you on that because I was so delighted Tom flipped it on her mm-hmm. that it made me think part of it was that, and we we talked, House and I did a 25 favorite succession characters for the season. I had Shiv like 19th. I, like I just, I always thought the actor was good, but the material wasn't good. Right. And this season was the same thing. Like, so all over the map. Is she smart? Is she not smart? 
Is she conniving? Is she stupid? Mm-hmm. Does she care about anybody? Does she actually care about Tom? Like, I, I don't feel like they've, that's the one weak spot, I think, in this show. Well, and I think that's what the, you know, that that's a, that's a big point of contention with this show. It could be, if it goes six seasons, like you say, Russell, well, how many double crosses are we going to be able to handle? Like Shiv was like a four-time loser this season, starting with the first episode where she couldn't even secure the good lawyer, right? And right. then if this happens over and over and over to everybody, it's going to become like Gilligan not getting off the island. Um, why can't he just do it already? You know, so two words uh, for you. Yeah. Orphan kid. Oh, for right. Shiv and Tom. Yellow, Yellowstone. <laughs> they, they borrow the Yellowstone. Model. Smart. <laughs> so season four starts with just an eight year old kid with torn jeans just shows up on their doorstep. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to have an awesome name like Tistleton. <laughs> Featherstone. <laughs> uh, I, I love, Shiv- I love yeah. Sarah as an actress. I really like her. I think the the pattern of of you know speech is something that um, even in the first season, I'd kind of be like, everybody kind of has the same cadence, which mm. is interesting. But then I think by design, um, and then I just became such a fan of it all that I could watch him walk around a party for forty five minutes and talk because there was always some line where they found a way to kind of tell you how everybody felt and where everybody's head was at in an incredibly efficient way, where other writers would just write and write and write and like, look at how amazing the speech is. And these guys just can get it done in just a matter of words. But I'm with you in that it felt like towards the end of the season, Shiv was like, oh, wait, is now it's just Shiv's turn? And you were like, nope. It lasted <laughs> like 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. I thought Logan had a great season. Brian Cox, I'll be interested to see who actually wins the Emmy for best supporting because you could argue that all the guys in the show could be in that category i don't know mm-hmm. what the other candidates are but um i mean one I thought, guy one guy showed his dick i mean i don't that counts <laughs> that's a plus right it was somebody's no, dick yeah <laughs> no it's about it's, time it was a, by the way what did the new yorker say was that his dick i didn't read the article we'll, we'll find out someday can't <laughs> yeah. wait um tom i thought a couple episodes ago where there was like kind of the tom episode and everybody was like that's it locked up the emmy but mm-hmm. Logan was amazing today. I thought that was a really good Brian Cox episode. That's one of the cool things about the show is each person can kind of carry right. an episode. Kendall was great in the last one. Um, but He's like, I, th- I don't lose. It's like, of course, of course you don't lose. That's it. That's why this is going I, on. Like, yeah. <laughs> How about when he says, you came to me with love? <laughs> yeah. You came at me with love? <laughs> All the cards are on the table. Uh, I think a lot of people love that. No, to stay on the Logan beat though real quick, Bill. I think a lot of people were just like, you know what? Even if Logan, Logan's terrible, as you said, it's tough to pick a side. I'm always going to pick Greg and Tom. But when he's like, you come at me with love, you come at me, he's like, you nosy fucking pedestrians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nosy fucking pedestrians. And I think it was the final point of when you kind of give up figuring somebody that you really care about, where you go, wouldn't every father who built a billion, multi-billion dollar empire that's the equivalent of like, this is supposed to be like a Rupert Murdoch thing. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't he eventually look at his shitty kids and be like, fuck all of you? <laughs> yeah. I, make, I'm surprised they didn't get to that point. Make already. your own make your own pile, Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Rosillo, compare and contrast Jerry, Carl, what's the other guy's name who's in there? Sledgehammer? Uh, Compare and contrast those three in the way they kind of go to wherever the wind is blowing to executives at ESPN from what you saw when you were there. <laughs> where where long, longevity becomes really the only driving goal. I just career. put it this way. 
whatever Carl is, that that version of Carl would have reached out to me like six months ago saying, I never doubted you. <laughs> <laughs> never doubted you, Rosillo. That that version of Carl was like, I told you it was a mistake to have multiple countdown <laughs> lead hosts. I told you that wasn't going to work out. It's like, but you were in the room when we were making all those decisions. This is, this is Bucci Gross. This is Bucci Gross all the way. I know it is. Jerry's like, I'm all in on this version of Sports Center, and then later on, he's like, I didn't, I didn't like this at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they thought that was going to work. Yeah, Jerry just played the classic. This is why I've had a long, awesome career. Mm-hmm. Oh, the wind's blowing this way. That's sorry. Roaming them out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. done. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to be drifting this way. And then Carl, who, who, what's the other guy's name? It's going to drive me crazy now. Carl. And then the other, the other guy, the other old guy, those guys seem like they've been out a hundred different times. And then they then they, uh, they got back in and they're aligned with, with, uh, Logan again. Frank, 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 oh, Frank, 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 Frank. Oh, yeah, Frank. Oh. yeah, Carl and Frank. Yeah. And then Hugo's the other one, but he wasn't in tonight's episode, was he? Uh, so the- it's like it's like wrestling, where it's just yeah. like there there's storylines, and then all what of a sudden you? somebody's mad at somebody, and then all of a sudden they're switching to the other side. Yeah, and- as heel turns like four times an episode, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't think I think the show goes two more seasons. That's it. I think it. I think it's five seasons and out. I don't see any scenario where it goes past that. I think, I think five would episodes be a lot. Lost. I think five would really? be. Really? Yeah, I think we'd be. Well, I don't know. I don't know what we'd have planned because who you can't kill anybody off, right? You, you kill Lo- Logan. Logan dying is the last, last card you have for like right. seven more episodes after that. Right? Right. Uh, yeah. Logan I mean, has to die at some point during the show. How interesting. Think. You know, they, yeah. When you think of where this thing started in his health, deal i mean right. the yeah. first scene we see is this guy taking a piss in the wrong room mm-hmm. on the floor and then he takes a piss in kendall's office when stewie's in the building to meet with him and then the coffee thing like all the things that happened early with him and then he gives the speech and the speech crushes and he like one of the first times he's castrating kendall um the health thing has definitely gone away other than the uti infection episode which was just sort of weird until you understood what the hell was actually going mm-hmm. on um I just want to share this with the world, the Greg line. It's actually a grand duchy. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> with just Let, terrific delivery, as always. How'd you feel about Greg's usage rate this season? Uh, that was a little I high. I, I thought they they kind of went out of their way to run plays for him every once in a while. That's okay. I was like, I it's kind of good with him as a stretch four, and that was about it. Really? No, yeah. I'd, say, I'd say his numbers are good enough to just, look, I don't care. Keep shooting. What do you think? Yeah, he, no, I don't think he um, seems any more annoying than he needs to be. I think what what have we got? About six minutes per episode, probably with him. Or was it there seems more? like they jacked it up a tiny oh, bit. Oh, I this think year. yeah, I thought it was more too. It yeah. felt more. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they wove him in a lot more. I actually thought he got more time than Connor did this season. All right, big question: Who is the MVP this season? Who do you have, Sal? I um I, I go uh I go I go Culkin. I love him. I'm telling you, he's the best. He's the best. It's, I mean, I, I would love to know what's written and what's not, because I feel like 70% is improvised. He's just so off the charts. And I don't know who he is that we hang out with, but it it, it, it kills me. It eats me up that I can't figure out. Like you, Russell, you knew uh, Tom was two college roommates or college right. guy, guys you went to college with. Who is the Macaulay Culkin's brother? Like, I, don't, I have no idea who that is, but we definitely hang out with him. Will Smith. I think he's a much more damaged hench. Um, is he a damaged hench? Yeah. It's funny because 
you know, 30 years ago, Macaulay Culkin was like one of the biggest stars in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the questions was always, what kind of career is this kid going to have when he grows up? Right. And now it's like, this is kind of the grown-up Culkin, but not the one we expected. It's this different Culkin. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I thought he was the MVP this season. I think the scene when (laughs) when the dick pic he realized it went (laughs) to his dad was one of the funniest things I've seen on television. (laughs) And in general, like, I thought his character evolved and, you know, it, it got to the point where he was finally able to stand up to his dad in the room today. And, mm-hmm. um, he was able to grow kind of with what, what that character could do, where he just seemed like kind of Fredo-y. And then, I don't know, it was, it was not unrealistic to me that he could at least sit there with the Swedish guy. Who yeah. do you have for MVP, Rusilla? No, and to stay on the Rowan thing, you know, this, it felt like Logan actually liked him the most out of any of the kids, or maybe he felt like he could control him. Uh, because of the boat scene today when he's mm-hmm. like, look, whatever's wrong with it, whatever's wrong with you, you know, I don't want to know about it because you're so straightened out, you know, <laughs> that he even cared, you know, right. this is after he just saw his son's dick on his phone. Um, <laughs> and then he knows about the Jerry part of it and all this stuff that he still kind of liked him or maybe he was using him because of Matson, but then he still felt like he had enough influence with him to have him turn on Shiv and, and Kendall at the very end in that last episode. Um, but then I kind of liked on the van ride over as they were going to see their father where Shiv is like, look, the reason it's not going to be used because dad thinks you're fucking weird and fucked up. And if we want to start talking about this the way we should all like you guys just want to let it fly. And Kendall's kind of sitting there being like, you've already said it all about me, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of like, again, Coke plays it so well because it looked like somebody being like, I now have to admit that I am kind of fucking weird and you're, t- you're calling me out on it. And now it's right. not as comfortable. I'm not, it's a lot more uncomfortable. When we're all actually admitting the truth about how I feel. Um, I don't know. I just always love Tom. I, I like the way he <laughs> plays. Maybe the one guy that you want to have come out on top on all this as the, as all the siblings become, you know, their approval ratings go down. So I don't know. I'm sort of, I'm a Greg and Tom guy and, and Tom just had more important storylines here as always be funny to think of tom as like the lead character next season basically because mm. you figure he's going to be the right hand man for logan and uh and the swedish guy what's right. that guy's name the Matson? gojo go- go- Matson. the gojo guy i thought that scene was really good too hey Him by the way what, what's the budget it's like bill can you figure out the budget part of this because this has oh, turned man. into like some james bond location <laughs> type right. stuff i mean they were in new mexico for season one but this is and again they went to england for the wedding um but this has been intense, man. I mean, this is, I guess, a part of Tuscany that I was looking up just to, you know, was it Soprano spent the season in Italy, right? What was it? Was it? Less yeah, this season? was way yeah. more lavish, I right. think, than that Soprano season. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, I mean, there was that one time at the end of season two when they're on that yacht for like, right. I don't know, they must have filmed on it for three weeks, two weeks. It was like a hundred and forty foot yacht. I can't even imagine how expensive that oh, yeah, was. Right. Hey, They've when been they in went Scotland. out Scotland, yeah, totally right, right. Sorry to interrupt, but like when they went out there to Matson, is Bill? Is that realistic on like mergers for hundreds of millions of dollars go down? Nah, like, did, like for Spotify, did I have to fly to Tuscany? He's saying you. He's just so yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I got your chip. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like. So I watched the morning show, which is probably the worst show of the last couple of years for prestige. <laughs> oh, no. And they would spend money that just really stupidly where they'd be like, you know, they'd have this 200 person party for no reason. It was almost like their money was burning a hole in their pocket. Mm-hmm. This show, when they spend money, I feel like it makes sense in the prison, like the hell, the way they use the helicopters and these big buildings and these big lavish parties. I, I think that's what it's really like would be my guess. 
Got to be realistic. And if you're going to do this show, you have to do it that way. Yes. Can't cut corners. I love that you just said that about the morning show. You're like, of all the stuff we cover. (laughs) That's fair. Maybe maybe the morning show is a bad example. No, I'm with you, though. They do a really good job. Fantasy pointed this out last year of trying to get people in settings where there's a lot of people and they can play off each other. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think the most fun salon I ever had together was probably Jimmy's wedding for a variety of reasons. But Jimmy's wedding was like a succession episode with all the characters and people you'd bump into. And, right. you know, at some point we just ended up hanging out outside by the valet, watching Dixon smoke cigarettes for three hours, watching people buy a go food to, truck. Yeah. yeah buy, buy the food truck. And it was like this, like a succession episode and succession manages to pull mm-hmm. that off. It seems like every other week they just get these people in a location where they can kind of make barbs. But and Jimmy's wedding was like $109 million. You actually think true. they spent that much? Yeah, that, that's Maybe true. Maybe it's close. I, for, yeah. I forgot how expensive it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. So next season will be the three of them plus Connor. So three and a half mm-hmm. against Logan and Tom and Greg and the Swedish guy and Jerry and Frank and, and Carl, right? And then you'll have the side of Shiv and... Shiv and Tom getting divorced. So that'll be ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what happens with Kendall. I guess we still have the waiter murder is lingering over all of this. And then what else? What else am I missing? Greg and the Countess? What else, Priscilla? A grand duchy, actually. I need to unhinge <laughs> Tom. I need Tom who's not trying to worry about his standing. And if his mm-hmm. standing is now by betraying Shiv... Now he doesn't have to play the game anymore. He doesn't have to do all those little things. Like I thought they were smart to make him Midwestern, Midwest sensibilities, to make him from a, you know, I don't know if it was a middle income family or whatever, but, you know, clearly even higher end, upper class isn't close to what we're talking about here with the Roys. So I don't want him worrying about his position anymore. I want him secure in his position and I want him unhinged for at least a year. And maybe Kendall buys the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> There's just a, a side plot with with NBA stuff. Uh, who do you have for rookie of the year, Sal? Rookie of the year. What? Wait. What are my choices here? We have. Uh, it's really. This, I guess it would be the Swedish guys probably on Fanduel would be like your minus three hundred favorite. Yeah. Right. It's, There's not. This is like, like when it was they, Embiid and Brogdon. I can't even think of anybody right no, now. No, you yeah. got uh, the Adrian Brody character, the layered. The no, layered uh, no way. He wouldn't even that get guy. Nah. Yeah. I'm just say saying him. he's a candidate. Um, dude shot that down pretty quick. The yeah, assistant, I mean, she doesn't really do yeah. a ton. I didn't love the casting with her. I thought that could have been a better part in the right hands. You know what? I thought they kind of did it the right way. Cause if you're going to be that young and be hanging out with a guy who's almost 80, I'll, I'll t- I guess the lawyer, little- I guess the lawyer in the beginning, she didn't last long, but she was pretty effective for the first three or four weeks. Right. With Kendall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? She was good. She yeah. was good. Man, yeah, probably but- the Swedish guy. I, he was able to go toe-to-toe with a bunch of different yeah, uh, Roy things. All right. Final grade for the season, Marcelo? A plus? A? Um, man, A plus for me, that's 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 tough. Yeah, Hold you up. don't have A pluses in your I'll, arsenal. I'll go A minus because I'm still not sure if the mother would have done that to her kids. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I forgot to mention that. That yeah. was, I thought, that was my biggest nitpick. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand why she married this loser. Like what, what she was getting out of this guy right. who, you know, they established well, as like sex. kind of Shiv, Shiv mentioned him banging her a hundred times over the mm-hmm. last couple episodes. 
So I think that was part of like, hey, hammer this thing home. But then they kept bringing up the flat. And she wants to keep this flat. Like, she would she have really, even if she's an awful mother and detached from them emotionally, would she have sided with her ex-husband who she divorced over her yeah, kids she hated. to fuck them out of all of this? I don't know. That's why I give it a B plus. And for the fact that that final double cross came on speakerphone, which is like, all right, I don't know. But that guy reminded me of Godfather Two, like the people that would date Connie in the first hour. Oh, yeah. Like that guy who came in to to meet Michael. Mm -hmm. He had that kind of vibe to him. I'm actually (laughs) I think I think he could be a good character the next season. Like if he's trying to get some business going, some side hustle, that could be a fun, uh, fun episode. Yeah, I listen. I think this is the best show in the last five years. So I a minus for me, but by normal TV standards today. But I think for this show, a a minus. I don't think I don't think it was quite as good as the first two seasons, but I think it had a couple episodes that were up there and some really good scenes. The scene today with the three siblings was really, really, really great. And three scenes from the last episode. Last episode was all famer. No Last episode was so good. So I, you yeah. know, I think there have been some peak limit pushing scenes here in the third season that I don't even know that we necessarily even got. Right. But it's hard to match the drama of the storyline of the end of season one, where Kendall kills this kid in this accident, or the kid dies in this accident, depending mm-hmm. on how we're revisiting this now. Um, you know, they went Chappaquiddick on us there, and that lingers. So it's tough to match the importance of what that was, which exactly. was the whole point, because it's supposed to linger for this long. Well, they do a good job. The The security guy that Logan has, who is the guy who Kendall saw the next morning, yeah. that guy's kind of lingering like the black cloud of this whole mm-hmm. thing. He's always there kind of looking at Kendall with like, oh, yeah, I know what you did, buddy. I remember. Um, all right. Great recap. Sal, want to plug anything? Uh, no, nah, I don't care. Extrapoints.com, all your sports gambling needs. We'll go over the Monday game side total, props, first touchdown. I got, oh, I have my last Thursday night football game. Oh. It's the last one on Fox ever. Goes to Amazon next year. And uh, I don't know. What do I go? Chiefs, Chargers. What am I doing? I don't even know. What do you think, Rosillo? Chiefs. Chiefs, I think they're they're figuring this thing out here. This is it. And, and I that's the Chargers, other than Herbert, have a bunch of problems. I mean, Bosa was good, but when you dig through, I mean, you guys already know this shit. You yeah, it's every Sunday, Sunday, but yeah. there's a lot of stuff around the Chargers. You go, wait, what? It's kind of yeah, like right. the Ravens, where I feel like the Ravens are starting to have, have to like pay the tab on some of these early wins. Yeah. But kind of like every team in the AFC except the Patriots. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, you're right. Who do you have tomorrow, Rosilla? <laughs> Uh, we got Dilfer. We got Bob Myers, the Warriors, joining us later in the week. So, Oh, there you yeah. go. All right. Good to see you guys. This podcast was produced by Kyle Creighton, who didn't see the last episode of Succession, and we ruined it for him. Oh, no. uh, check out. Oh, check, sorry, Kyle. Uh, Rewatchables coming Monday night with Last Boy Scout. See you in the speed on Tuesday. This episode is brought to you by Adidas. Pressure happens in every sport we talk about here. I see all kinds of players dealing with the ballers, pitchers, quarterbacks, goalies from backyards to jam-packed stadiums. It can mess with your head. It says you're not good enough. You can't do it. Everyone else is better than you. Then there's the weight of other people's expectations. But the truth is, it's only a kick. It's only a throw. It's only 26.2 miles. 
pressure has messed with your game long enough. It's time to reclaim what you once loved. Sport is on your terms again. You got this. Adidas. Click or tap now to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. Guys, if you want to improve your self-care game, you're going to need a good defensive line. Dr. Squatch gives you that, especially their new private hygiene products. They were designed to help you look and feel fresh everywhere. Like the groin guardian trimmer, easy to use, versatile, perfect for grooming below the belt. And the ball barrier dry lotion prevents chafing, while beast wipes keep you clean front to back. It's the care your body deserves. Try them today. Whether you're new to Dr. Squatch or use it every day, get 15% off your order by going to drsquatch.com slash Simmons15 or use the code Simmons15 at checkout.